All right, welcome back, everybody, to our fourth, I believe it's our fourth episode of Land the Plane. Um, Dustin, how's it going? It's going good, Jonathan. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty good, man. So the last time we talked, it was uh, we actually had a under-the-radar episode right at Christmas. And uh, so how was, how was your Christmas? Christmas was good. Did a lot of driving, a lot of traveling, a lot of time with family. You know, it was a good time. How about yours? Yeah, it's, it was good. We, uh, we go back to the eastern portion of Tennessee. So it's a long drive. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but it was good. Got to see family and hang out and all those kind of things. We were in Kansas City. Uh, just a little bit ago, and it was snowing and all that stuff. <clears throat> so you got to have terrible. a, you didn't have a white Christmas, but you had a white after Christmas Christmas. Christmas, yes, yes. yes. I mean, I said it was awful. Uh, if my, my family's listening to this, it, it wasn't you that was awful. It was it was cold. It was so cold when we were packing the van, fixing to come home. I was freezing, man. Had a good time with family, though. Awesome, because it got down to like single digits a couple of times, right? Yes. Yeah, that's, yes, that's too cold. Terrible. It was terrible. Yeah. That's way cold. Uh, but but I, I, something did happen over the holidays, Jonathan, I want to tell you about. Okay. What, what's that? <laughs> we, my mom, she lives here in town, you know, and we, and we always go see her on during the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, all that kind of stuff. And so we went and seen her, and she she starts to tell us the story. Jonathan, I'm going to share the story with you, okay, because... Just with me. Just with you. Okay. I mean, if anybody, if anybody else is listening and they're eavesdropping our conversation, shame on them. No, y'all keep, y'all keep listening. But this uh, this happened to my mom. My mom had a tooth, like she had a infection in one of her teeth. Okay, in her mouth. Okay, like an abscess. Yeah, but it was weird. Like her whole face ended up swelling up, and all kinds of things. It was a pretty serious situation. She was in a lot of pain. And you're laughing at her. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. So she is sitting in what what she calls her sunroom one night, and she is sitting there, and she has taken some pain medication that needs to be clarified in the story. She has taken pain medication. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm fighting a cold. And in walks, like she's sitting in her chair, sitting in a recliner, and she looks down the floor, and there's a mouse on the floor. Cute little, cuddly-looking mouse. And she looks at it, and she's like, oh, look, look how cute it is. My mom loves animals. She doesn't want to hurt one. She sees how cute it is. She crumbles up some crackers she has in her hand. She throws it down the ground. She starts feeding this mouse, which is not what you should do if you don't want the mouse in your house. Okay? So the mouse ends up leaving. She goes to bed. She wakes up the next day. She's still on her pain meds. She's still feeling bad. The mouse comes back for another visit. She's sat in her chair. She ends up falling asleep in the chair. And when she wakes up, she feels something in her lap, and the mouse has gotten in the chair with her and is in her lap. Trying to find some more crackers. Well, <clears throat> she ended up feeding it again, and it ran off, and it went and hid again. Third night, Jonathan, she went back to that chair. It took a while. This was a pretty serious infection. But she went back to her chair, and she was sitting there, and the mouse came out again. All right? And so she looked down at the mouse, and she gave a little bit more crackers, and then she got up because she needed to go to the bathroom. So she walks down you know, through the kitchen, down the hallway, by the front door, and is using the restroom. Now, my mom... Okay, I'm going to tell secrets just because I know my mom doesn't listen to podcasts. But my mom likes to go to the bathroom with the door open. She's done it since we were kids just to terrorize us. She's sitting there in the dark, and we'd walk in and get terrified. But so she's sitting there, and she's using the bathroom, and that mouse followed her all the way from her sunroom through the kitchen (laughs) down the hallway and was sitting in the hallway looking at her. Like waiting on her. Go to the bathroom. This must be some good crackers. I think they were. They must have been like the name brand. It probably wasn't off-brand stuff. 
And so she's looking out there at this mouse and she's just thinking about how cute it is and how it's so sweet that it came to check on her. And like, you know, she's thinking this is her keeper, you know, like it's been trying to take care of her. So she gets up. She doesn't have a cat, does she? No, no, no <laughs> animals at all. So she gets up and she walks out in the hallway and that mouse is still standing there staring at her. It's like sitting on its bottom, like with his front paws up in the air, looking up at her. Like Ratatouille. Yeah. Like yeah. This is like Stuart Little, like one yeah. of those great movies where the little mouse <laughs> is your friend. And then, you know, I have young kids and stuff. And my mom, she said, in her mind, she instantly thought, I can't have a mouse in the house. I'm doing a little Dr. Seuss there. With grandkids that get on the floor. She said, as soon as that thought hit her head, her leg just extended and she kicked the mouse across down the hallway and it slammed off the cabinet door in the kitchen. <laughs> and it just fell to the ground and just started twitching like it wasn't dead, but it was very heavily damaged. And she instantly started crying because she's on some pain medications. Plus, she just brutally drop-kicked this mouse about 15 feet when all it was doing was just checking on her, like looking over her yeah. and trying to take care of her. She's trying to be a nice <clears throat> mouse. And so she she goes, and the mouse is not dead, so she feels bad, and she grabs a broom, and she fr- proceeds to whack it and finish it <laughs> off. So she she finishes it off and then puts it on a dustpan, takes it outside and puts it in the grass. And the whole time she is crying, like just hysterical because she killed this mouse. And of course she tells us this story, man, we are laughing. She starts crying again. My niece is crying <laughs> and we're listening to the story. And, you know, of course we had to give her a hard time about it because she just brutally attacked this thing. Like it was this little friend, like it came and she kicked that sucker, man, across the room. And then I was giving her a hard time. I said, you know, what if what if it had like a family or something? <laughs> it was just taking the food back. And she said the two nights later, another little mouse showed up. And she just, <laughs> they got traps and stuff. She's like, I'm not building a relationship with that mouse, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but that was her Christmas. <laughs> that was her Christmas miracle, the kick of mouse. I was like, I didn't know my mom had kung fu action, to be honest with you. <laughs> It was pretty crazy. And if she still starts telling the story and we start laughing or, or giving her a hard time, she'll start crying, she crying. again. <clears throat> so one thing is certain that, that there's no member of like PETA or some other animal rights group that's ever going to listen to our podcast. Because oh. we, <laughs> we, we tell stories about killing animals or attempting to. Right. It's, yeah. Well. <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> You know, and we still, we're still not totally convinced there was a mouse. Right, it could all just could have been, been the a medication. Figment of her imagination. She might have fell asleep watching Ratatouille or, yeah. or something. <laughs> that was my exciting story from the holidays. That's, that's, I, I don't even know. I, I'm not normally speechless, but right now, I, yeah. There you go. You just need to take us on into the next part of the podcast because I'm done. <laughs> All right, well, we'll keep going because we don't want to, you know, keep you on here for hours or anything tonight. But Jonathan, if you didn't know, it's now 2018. Are you serious? I, I am serious. It's 2018. The new year has started. This is our first show of the new year. And one of the things, what you, what are you always supposed to do on New Year's, Jonathan? 
I think you're supposed to eat black-eyed peas and collard greens and and stuff like that. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think so. Supposed to I never left- do. I have no. I don't like them. So I don't either. I, I would not eat. That wouldn't be a good way to start the year. But there's something else that people do. What's that other thing? Do you know what it is? Help me out here. They kiss a lot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I think. Are you talking about resolutions? Resolutions. Yeah, I hate those things. So you didn't make one? No. Well, the, well, the podcast is over. I don't know what to do. I, I mean, no. I guess I did, sort of. That's. Is it private? You don't want to share it with everybody? No. Um, it's just, I mean, there's something I'm going to try to do. It's the. Uh, our church has challenged challenged us to to go through the one year Bible. Okay. Like there's mm-hmm. a one year like reading the whole Bible in a year, and there's all kinds of different plans you can use that kind of thing. Um, and I've never I've never really done that, and I have some reasons why. But this year I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and do it, and just kind of you know forget my reasons why I don't normally do that, and right. just see if you know, and just do it. Yeah. So. And- and it's hard. Well, it's that, a, a lot of reading. Yeah, it's a lot of reading every day. And, you know, and not every part of the Bible is super exciting. So no. you can make some long reads some days. But, you know, I think if you ever want to go to sleep, just start in Leviticus. <laughs> there you go. Um, we're here to help you any way we can yeah. for all those that can't sleep. <laughs> but, you know, um, one of the things, I always think there's different reasons people make resolutions. You know, there's people that truly want to change something about their life. There's also. You're just doing it because you're supposed to do it. Everybody else is doing one. You don't want to be the person at work or in the family that doesn't have a New Year's resolution. Um, the big one, you know, I'm going to eat better this year. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to be healthy. The gyms are full right now. You know, you get the discounts to sign up, but in a few weeks, they'll, they'll start be empty being, again. They'll start being yeah. empty again. And that's the thing about New Year's resolutions that I think is so frustrating or so difficult is, man, how many of them do we actually keep? Yeah, and I think that's probably why I quit making them. It's because you you don't you don't really follow through, and then you feel like a failure. <laughs> What's that so, movie where he says, "I don't set goals because all they do is disappoint you." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So why do it? That's right. So what? Because failure is always an option. <laughs> it's, it's the option <laughs> when it comes to New Year's resolutions, for sure. Well, but that's kind of what I want to talk about today, tonight. You know, I'll leave it in the mystery of when we're recording this. But, yeah. you know, is is that idea of, of New Year's resolutions. I, I don't want to do a show on New Year's resolutions, like what, what, you know, what's your resolution, what it should be. I don't make them either because I just, I know I won't keep it. You know, if I'm going to live healthy, it's because I need to live healthy. Like I need to make that change and not just say I'm going to do it on New Year's. Yeah. But, and if you did make a resolution... Hey, good for you. I'm not downplaying what you've done. But so many people start a New Year's resolution January 1st, and they hit something new, and they hit it strong, and they hit it fast, and they do great things, and then they quit. Or or you have a day that goes bad, you know? And you, you, you say, I'm going to eat better, and then all of a sudden, you know, even if you make it to February, then there's Super Bowl parties and there are all these things, and you're like... Well, man, I don't want to have to just say no to the Super Bowl party. So I guess this run is over. Yeah, and, and yeah, th- they're they're easy to they're easy to quit. Kind of easy to start, easy to quit, that kind of thing. Yeah, and I've been thinking about our Christian life, or just 
life and period of trying to get through there. And and we do set at times in our life, we know that we need to make changes or we know that we need to do something different. And we, we try and we get going, but then pretty quickly we end up screwing up. We end up messing up. And then all of a sudden we're back at square one. And what do we do? Instead of embracing that and just turning around and keep going, we tend to just go right back to the way we used to do things. Yeah. And I think about this this Bible verse, um, Jonathan, and I want you to talk about what it means to you and stuff, and, and I'll share some thoughts too. But it's a Bible verse that, that a lot of people are are familiar with, but I think it's one that that people had a hard time with. And I work with students, and, and we brought this up the other night, and it was interesting to hear what some of their some of their comments were about this verse. But it's Second Corinthians five seventeen. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. When you hear that, Jonathan, I mean, just kind of give me some some quick thoughts about if there's anything that that verse, that your new creation, the old is gone, the new has come. What does that does that say anything to you? I mean, does it challenge you at all? Yeah, usually when I hear that verse, my my first thought is. <clears throat> If the old is gone, then why do I still do the old? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> like, if the old is really gone, then why, you know, why do I still sin? Why do I still screw up? Why do why am I still a jerk sometimes? Um, all of those kind of things. And if the new has come, then why isn't everything just kind of all of a sudden new? Right. And, you know, and, and then in Scripture, it talks about how we used to see Jesus from a worldly point of view, but once he was resurrected, once he came back, you know, we saw him from a different point of view. We saw him from a spiritual, from a whatever, however you want to describe it, point of view. And it's kind of talking about, that's why, you know, when it starts with therefore, you know, we want to keep remembering that. If anyone is in Christ, that's that's key there. You got to have that relationship with Christ. But man, I've been challenged with that so many times. I remember my life before Christ, after Christ, where I still... Am I like, am I really that different of a person? And I think people struggle with that. And, and so when we hear new creation, sometimes I think it puts us pressure on people to say, oh, I'm a new creation now. I'm supposed to be something completely different than what I used to be. And in some ways we are. But at the same time, how do I, in thinking of a New Year's resolution and thinking of, of things, you know, you want to make these changes in your life, how do we acknowledge What's that new creation really look like? So you're asking kind of what what you think, and like what does that mean, kind of new creation? Yeah, what does that really look like? Because, yeah. I mean, we don't look in the mirror one day and then look in the mirror the next day, and it's some brand new thing, you know? It's right, still... although we probably wish. <laughs> so, there may be a day or two. Yes! Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't the, the thought of caterpillar butterfly just kind of came to my head. Um, a, a butterfly does not look anything really like a caterpillar. It, it is new, you know, it's a, it's a new different thing, but yet there are, you know, there's, there's internal things. There's still things there that are still that caterpillar, you know, right. although so much is new, there's still something there that's, that's kind of left over, you know, and I, I don't know, I'm at, that may not be uh, completely accurate there, but that's kind of what I think of when yeah. I when I kind of think through that. 
Yeah, I think I think the challenging thing to me and, and to, to other people I've talked to, like I said earlier, is you know, I I know we're supposed to be changed, we're supposed to be different, and we're supposed to things are supposed to look different or feel different or all these things, but I think what happens is people just like a New Year's resolution, when you when you make that resolution and you I'm gonna lose weight. That's that's what I'm gonna do, and you start strong, you hit the first few weeks, months maybe, and you're going strong, you're going good. And the next thing you know, you fall off and you just quit going to the gym. You quit eating healthy. You just say, you know, hey, it wasn't even worth it. Why am I, why am I trying? And I feel like sometimes in our Christian life or our walk that, that we do, we get to the point where we're trying to start, you know, doing things right. And then something goes dramatically wrong. And then we think, well, how am I a new creation? Yeah. What, what is different about me when the same things has always brought me down has always been a challenge in my life it just gets right back a hold of me and pulls me down again does that make sense yeah and i think that's the thing that that really want to build off today is is what why does that happen why why do we get bogged down in that and and why do we lose our our energy or our passion for trying to live better knowing that we are According to the scripture, a, a new creation underneath. Yeah. How do we use that inner, use that knowledge? You know. I hope you're going to answer. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm the question. We're just going to throw it out there and let. <laughs> <laughs> so how do we? You know, <clears throat> and I'm I'm constantly comparing it to other stuff because. I'm trying to make it something that we can understand. Yeah. You know, um, I know when I'm trying to eat better, there's things I have to stay away from. I just cannot allow those things in my life. I cannot go to a buffet line. It's a terrible, terrible idea. And it pulls me right back down. I mean, I think about those things. And so I think about the Christian walk. I think about that and, I mean, first of all, don't you think you'd have to stay away from some things in your life that you just know aren't right for you? I mean, yeah, I think that's a. I think that's a one step. It's kind of acknowledging what what our failures, what starts our failure, that that kind of cycle or whatever. Try to stay away from those things. Stay away from the tempting things. Mm-hmm. And I think another thing that that somebody said to me recently was. Um, and that's that's why one of the reasons I want to talk about this because I think it's legit, serious you know issues is this person was trying to put on the best looking church going Christian person they could be, and they constantly um, fell fall short just like any of us do, and it really brought them down. Like it it took a toll on who they were in trying to live a certain way, and even to the point of resentment. Yeah. Well, I mean, nobody, we, we don't like failing. So when we, when we feel like, you know, we're failing at something, especially as, as something as big as our, um, just our beliefs, you know, and it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter what that belief is. If it's something that is, that is to our core and we, you know, we either start, you know, doubting that belief or, or something happens that challenges that. I mean, that's going to, that's, that's a big deal. 
I mean, it, it, it's going to affect us deeply. But I think that's also part of where the problem lies, but maybe we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> we can get there now if you want to keep going. No, I mean, I think that's where we, at least in the Christian walk, you when we start do, trying to do and trying to do and trying to do, and I have to do this better, I have to do that better, I have to act this way, I have to act that way. There's an awful lot of eyes in there. And I think instead of, and when we were focusing on ourselves, instead of focusing on what has already been done for us, hmm. yes, I am new, I am a new creation, but he's not done with me yet, then I think that's a better perspective to have. Yeah, I think there's something to to that. What you just said that there's not not done with me yet, and I think that's that, that, that's part of the problem. I yeah. think some people expect to walk into, you know, they expect to say one prayer, they expect to ask for something for God, and then God doesn't answer them the way they want. Well, I mean, it should be that way because right. you know that one time that I went to the gym when I came out, I was you know thirty pounds lighter and and I looked more like Arnold Schwarzenegger than ever. No, that doesn't happen, and we don't expect that to happen. We we don't expect huge changes like that overnight, mm-hmm. you know. It, unless it's, I think we're talking about Christianity, and then it's like, oh, it's you know, it should be overnight. I should, and and we do hear stories, and and you know, we know people maybe that you know maybe they were struggling with an addiction of some sort, and just bam, all of a sudden they were freed from that addiction, and that. Don't doubt that that can happen. I've kind of seen that happen. That's not the norm. Right. You know, it, it makes me think of a story, um, and, I, and I'll share this real quick. Um, me, and I won't say his full name because I don't want to, you know, I didn't ask permission to tell the story about this guy. Let's just say his name is Bob. Well, and it's not about Bob, but, you know, Bob knows who he was. But, but me and Bob, you know, Bob called me one night. This is years ago, and he said, you know, do you want to go for a ride with me? I want, I want to go take some stuff to somebody who is in, in trouble, like need is in need. And, you know, we ended up in, in a local motel talking to a, a man and his wife. And I say wife, they probably just a girlfriend and, and they were expecting a baby. And both of them had addiction problems, like used to have a good job, good career, but this addiction problem, um, had brought them to the point where they're now living day by day in the motel waiting for, you know, this baby to come life is in shambles. Life is in mess. And it actually didn't come just because he was wanted to be trouble one day. It came because he was injured. He was injured on the job and he started taking pain meds to try to get better. He could just never get off of them. And it got worse and it got worse. You know, when you hear that, we hear that problem a lot and then that's happened all over the place. And you know, this guy, he, he wanted a relationship with Christ. I mean, we sit there and talked for hours, and he he wanted a life change. He wanted to be different. He wanted to go back, and, and to the point where, you know, we stayed there for a few hours that night talking to him, and he was going to go to rehab, and he was going to do these things, and he did go to rehab from what I understand, and, and, but then when he came out, it just, he didn't stay the whole time. He checked himself out. He went right back to what he was doing, and man, how easy is it to give up? 
and I don't want to pretend I know what everything he was facing. I don't have an addiction problem to anything that I I know of. <laughs> Maybe Doritos or something, but you know he. Uh, um, so I don't want to pretend like I'm an expert at any of that stuff of how to beat addictions or how to get through those problems. But I know that this happens to a lot of people, and it may not be just addiction, but it happens to the level of I want to change. I want to do something different in my life. I'm tired of living the way I used to. I'm tired of being alone or I'm fighting through these pains or whatever. And then they start going good um, for a few weeks or we start seeing them. Maybe they're at church. Maybe they're having these good conversations at work and you're thinking, man, this we're seeing a life change go on. And then something happens and they go right back to where they were. Why, why do we go back? If, if it feels so much better, why do we go back? I don't know. I think maybe, you know, sometimes we just think it's too hard. Sometimes we we don't think it's worth it. I think that's probably the, we don't, we probably don't see our need as as much as we should. Yeah. I think there's several reasons. I keep in my mind, I keep thinking that, man, when we screw up, when you, when you screw up in life, like if you go to work and you screw up, you may get fired. Or if you screw up in a relationship, that person may never want to talk to you again. And so I think we're trained that when you screw up, just stop. Yeah. Just give up. Even though we see all these things, it's like, if you get knocked down, get back up and dust yourself off. You know? And and how hard that is to do yeah. in life, especially when you're trying to live a certain way and then things just keep hammering you, keep hammering you. So what do we, I mean, what, well, one, I guess, what what do you see as that new creation? What what is that are we really new? Are we I mean what what is the deal there? And then two, how do we not fall back into the same stuff? Like what what do we need to do to, to not kind of keep failing? Well if I knew that I'd write a book and become a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> but I but I think we know yeah. Yeah, you know, there's um, certain things we got to do. Yeah, there's things we got to do, and there's and then there's there's hard things we got to do, and then there's you know just some of the daily things we got to do. But to me, a new creation. What I've always thought of a new creation because I remember, you know, the day I experienced salvation, you know, and and, and giving my life to Christ and all those things, and that's you know, and, and we think about, you know, whatever you're doing in your walk with life, you know, even if you're not a believer, um, those types of things, but when I really think about what does a new creation look like, it is we got to keep in mind that we, before we were alone, once, when I think of this idea of this, how Jesus sees us, how, how God sees us, is once we were alone, we felt like, I mean, it was it was us. And now that I'm a new creation, the difference to me is I'm no longer alone. I don't feel alone. I don't, I don't feel um, golly, I'm probably saying this all wrong and, and maybe alienating the people's thoughts here, but I don't feel like I don't have an option. You know, does that make sense? Like, I used to think life is over, I no longer have an option, but now I'm thinking with this as a new creation that I have an option, I have something to fall back to, I have someone on my side that is going to be there no matter what, that's never going to leave me, never going to forsake me, and no matter what I go through, even if I screw up, they're not going to give up on me. Even if I 
screw up, God is not going to give up on me anymore because I am His and I belong to Him. So when I screw up, and you asked the, the second question, is what's some of the things we can do? And we can talk about a few practical things. But the main thing is, is I got to remember to me that God doesn't see me as a screw up. He sees me as one of his children. And he really, just like those that have gone on before us or or live life, our mentors or family members that maybe have passed away or, you know, and we think, man, they're gone. They wouldn't want to sit there and think, they wouldn't want us to just live life like we've screwed up. I just might as well give up. They want us to bounce back. And God desires us to do that. If we're out there working and we are this new creation, He wants us to acknowledge that and understand that He sees us as perfect. He sees us a certain way and that He believes that we can rebound and get stay on track and keep going where we need to go. Yeah. Does that make sense at all? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and... And I think those are those are really good. That's kind of a good mindset to have. Mm-hmm. That you know we're not alone. We have someone with us. We you know that kind of thing. But practically, you know, practically, we also need to live that out of not being alone, right? And, and not trying to do this stuff alone. Um, the uh, the the best thing. I guess the the best thing that you can uh, believe that will make you fail every time is that you're the only one that does something or you're the only one that feels this way or you're, you know, whatever, anything um, that kind of forces you into thinking that you're alone in something is going to be the, the, the fastest way to failure. Um, We can't allow ourselves to, to kind of close off to everyone because we've got to have people around us. We've got to have people around us who believe in a similar way and who will help us with these, you know, whether you want to call it a resolution or just, you know, trying to change your life. And this is one of those things that it doesn't matter who you are, what you believe, anything like that. You know, if you want to be a better dad, go hang out with people who want to be a better dad. Right. If you want to be a better husband, go hang out with people who who will help you with that and who they themselves want to be a better husband. Um, I think it's amazing how we we kind of, you know, say we want to change, we want to do this. You know, I, 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 like, I like cooking, and I especially like smoking, you know, whatever. Um, just like today, I just smoked some chicken. Um, I'll smoke ribs, you know, pork butts, all those kind of things. I love it. So what have I done? I've gone out and I found podcasts about smoking meats and I've gone out to the internet and I found stuff and I've talked to other people who like to do this and I'm kind of surrounding myself with different, um, you know, the, like different ways of figuring some stuff out and, and, and talking Facebook groups, all those kind of things about this subject because it's something that's kind of important to me. So, I mean, how dumb would it be to, to, for me to just ignore everything that's out there about cooking, you know, barbecuing, 
you know, smoking meats and stuff and just try everything on my own. Right. Go out, you know, I'm going to go to Kroger and spend 50, 60, 70 bucks on a brisket and bring it home and have no clue what I'm doing and throw it on a, throw it in a smoker and just, oh, I think it'll turn out all right. No, no. Go get information, go study, go figure these things out um, and surround yourself with people who have already done it or are doing it well. And then talk to them. You know, hey, this is something that I'm trying to do. Will you help me? And if if they're any kind of friend, of course, they're going to say yes. Right. And, And then... And then tell them that you want them, you know, to hold you accountable to to something, you know. Um, and, and like I said, that that goes across kind of every area of our life. Don't do stuff alone. Get help. Get you know, pull people into your failures, you know, because that that's the only way. That's kind of the only way we'll ever learn. Really, is through kind of trial and error and failure and stuff. So just pull other people into it. Mm-hmm. And I want to add this thought to it. And I know we got to, we got to wrap up soon here, but you know, the other thing is too, is, is yeah, surround yourself with people, those types of things, but you got to also acknowledge that you have value. And I think yeah. a lot of people just think they aren't worth anything. Maybe it's where they're at in their life, the point of life. Maybe their kids are grown. Maybe this is going on. Maybe the job ain't great. Who, what, who, who knows where people are? I mean, every, step of life has people full of that. They think they have no value. And no matter what your relationship with God is, you need to understand that, that your role, your life has value. Yeah. It does have value. No matter, no matter who it's with, uh, you have something to offer folks. You have something to offer people. It may not be the same people that it used to be. It may be a brand new people, but every single one of us has value and has purpose, and we got to remember that as a new creation, as trying to make changes in our life, it's going to be hard, it's going to be difficult, but it's got value and it's got a purpose. Yeah, and we don't need to forget that. Yeah, and uh, you know, a, an easy way to think about value because I know there's people out there that's going to hear that and be like, "Oh, well, you don't know me. I'm not worth anything," et cetera, et cetera. You know, here's how we have to look at value. H- how do you value something? Well, that something is as valuable as someone else is willing to give for it. You know, you, you could set a Rolex in front of me and I'm going to be like, meh, I, I don't care. I don't even wear a watch. Mm. So to me, that Rolex is not valuable because I'm not willing to give very much for it. You know, yeah. to someone else, it's very valuable. How valuable? As much as they're willing to give for it. Well, how how valuable are we? Well, God was willing to give his son for us. You know, Jesus Christ himself was willing to give himself in our place. He was willing to give himself for us. So apparently we are as valuable as Christ. And that that's where we get our value. And that, that's kind of going back to what I said a few minutes ago about that perspective is looking into a situation from a different perspective of I get my value, not in that failure. I don't get my value from even in my successes. 
I get my value from what the value that has been placed upon me. And, and in my, you know, in this universe, there's a God who created me and there's a God who gave me value because he, he decided that it was worth it to send his son on my behalf. So yeah, we are valuable. Yeah. And we got to remember that we got to remember all those things and, you know, we can go through, could go through a list of practical things. This is what you should do. And this is what you shouldn't do. But truth is sometimes we don't have enough time for all that. And you just gotta, yeah. you gotta understand, you gotta understand, surround yourself with those people and they can provide that stuff for you. Put yourself around those people that live the way you want to live or live a calling of, of how you feel you should be living and let them help you and understand that you're loved, you're valued and that people are there for you. All right, dude. I think it's time to land the plane. Time to land the plane. Never enough time. But here's what I want to leave thought with for you. No matter how bad things seem, no matter how bad you think you are, we have an opportunity each and every day to keep trying. Don't give up on yourself or the changes you're trying uh, to live out. Your creator believes in you, and so should you. And, you know, one thing you said there just spurred something in my head. Um, just to never quit trying. What If I blow my diet today, why does that affect how I do my diet tomorrow? Shouldn't. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's Shouldn't, that dumb. But it does. It does, you know. We let it. But we let it. But that's kind of dumb. Yeah. You know, tomorrow is a new day and it's full of new possibilities you know, all of those kind of things. Um, well, I mean, what if, what if the day before you got married, you all of a sudden said, well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not married today, so I'm, you know, I'm not going to be married tomorrow. Well, if you keep that going, you're never going to get married, even if it's the day of your wedding. You know, you weren't married yesterday, so why are you married today? <laughs> and I, that sounds like a, I mean, that's a stupid example. But why, why do we... Why do we push everything, our failures today, onto tomorrow? Right. You know, just start over. Every day is a new day. Don't give up. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best way I know to do it. You're a new creation in his eyes. That sounds so simple. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jonathan, I think it's time for air mail. There's our special effects again. <laughs> It was just as cheap this time. Uh, let me let me go through the stack of letters that we've got, Jonathan. I don't know. Like my sound effects weren't very good, <laughs> um, and we don't have any. <laughs> so, so that was um, misleading that I did there. But hey, um, we may not have any emails to share with you today. Um, we would love to be able to share some emails or some feedback on the social media websites. But I think for airmail today, one thing I know I wanted to do, uh, Jonathan, we've both been talking about this, is is we've been having some pretty good conversations with people, some pretty good feedback from people, I guess. Yeah, like in person. Yeah, yeah. in person. Yeah. yeah. Uh, family, friends. I know seeing some people I haven't seen in a while over the holidays, they've been listening, and they surprised me and made me happy, and I was glad we could do that. Or help. Yeah, and it really, I mean, it, it does mean mean quite a bit when, when somebody says, hey, I listened to your podcast the other day. Yeah. It's very, very cool. It's very encouraging for us. So if you would, you know, on the show notes for this show, uh, just go to landtheplane.today, and it, it'll probably be like one of the 
first post that you see, or you can click podcast and go there and you can leave comments on there. Um, one thing that would help us out actually is if you're on iTunes, um, if you'd subscribe to it on iTunes or whatever, look us up on iTunes and then leave a review and a rating there. Yeah. That actually can, can help us um, reach a bigger audience because, you know, if, if there's no ratings, no review, then people, it's like, ah, this must stink, you know. Right. So help us out by doing that. And it's amazing how many people we talk to still that we've known for a long time. Yeah. That have no idea this podcast even exists. So, yeah. I mean, if there's anybody in your life that if you're getting some value out of this and you think somebody else can get some value out of it, please share it with them. Please yeah. tell them about it. Um, there's many ways to listen. Uh, I know I was sitting on the couch with somebody this weekend and teaching them how to listen to podcasts for the first time, just because a lot of people don't know they're out there. But if you're yeah. finding value, just find one person to share it with. We'd we'd love if you did that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Well, John, then why don't you tell them every way they can find us and follow us? And yeah, we're on uh, we're on Twitter. Um, you can follow us at at um, land the plane two four seven. Instagram land the plane today. Uh, Gmail, if you want to just shoot us an email, it's um, landtheplanetoday at gmail.com. Our website is landtheplane.today. And uh, you, can search us for, you can search for us on pretty much any um, podcast engine or anything like that. Just use Land the Plane, and, and you should find us there. Yeah. Well, before we check out of here, Jonathan, there's something I wanted to, to say just here it's not to anybody particular or anything <laughs> but um I didn't, I didn't want to tell you this before we recorded because i didn't want you to think we didn't need to record today because i'm excited but, oh my gosh are um, you gonna have another baby no no <laughs> <laughs> i just broke out in a sweat <laughs> oh man no um today if y'all have read if you've been to the website my probably one and only blog post was one of the very first ones and it talks about my dad and stuff. And today, uh, the day we're recording this is my dad is the anniversary of his death. It's been 19 years today. Oh, wow. And I just wanted to say that, uh, dad, I hope you're listening up there. And, uh, I get inspiration for you for this because my dad used to do radio work and had one of those voices that just echoed throughout a gymnasium, <laughs> even got him thrown out once or twice of my basketball games back in high school. But I just want to acknowledge that and say, I love you, dad. And, um, hope you, uh, Enjoy. So, <laughs> I bet he is. All right, guys. Well, uh, until next time, I want to tell you, hope you have an awesome day or evening or weekend or whatever it is that you're having right now. And we will see you next time. Remember, share, share this podcast. Share it, share it, share it. <laughs> Talk to y'all soon. See y'all.